Welcome, future doctors, to another episode of the Future Minority Doctor Podcast with Dr. Sulma and Marina, where we bring you conversations to empower and inspire you to contribute to your community and the world by becoming a doctor. Hello, future doctors. Happy New Year, everyone. Here we are starting 2022 and still struggling with the COVID pandemic. I know that this must create some stress and anxiety for those seniors in high school who are wondering what their first quarter or semester will be like in college, or for those of you who are in college that keep having to go from in-person learning to virtual learning. Given it has been nearly two years that we have all been struggling with the pandemic, I wanted to talk about staying motivated today. I don't know about you, but if I as a doctor have to refocus on staying motivated, I'm sure many of you probably have your moments where you feel the same. It just simply feels like we have a lot of curveballs being thrown at us. I sit often and think of all of you listening to the podcast. I then imagine myself being in high school or college and going through this pandemic, and all I could think of is how easy it would be to want to give up. I'm sure some of you had thoughts of, is going to college even worth it? Or even thinking of the sacrifice and the hardships are even worth it to become a doctor. If this is you, you're totally normal to have these transient thoughts. The important thing is to realize that sometimes our thoughts come from a situation rather than our true desires of our heart. Following the desires in your heart will ultimately lead you to happiness and provide you the purpose that you're looking for. Please remember this and hold on during these times. So today I will provide you with some tips as you start the new year, and for many of you, a new semester or a quarter. There is a lot of information out there to keep one motivated, but I will highlight some tips that I came across that I found useful. First, I'd like to start out with you all taking a quick second on focusing on the big picture. You all want to be doctors, right? Really sit still and think about seeing yourself in a long white coat or scrubs. And then imagine yourself. What are you doing? Are you helping people in a clinic, in a hospital? Or maybe you're working in the emergency room. Maybe you're in a surgical suite. Or perhaps you're in a third world country helping people that are in need. As you think about yourself or your future self, are you smiling yet? What do you feel? Do you feel gratitude for serving your purpose? So this, what we just went through, is what we call visualization. Visualization is thinking about a mental representation about yourself that motivates you and brings you happiness. I wanted to start with this because I wanted to bring you back to the reason why you are likely listening to our podcast. Something in your mind has already visualized yourself being a physician. I feel these past two years have brought so many obstacles that perhaps you are getting a blurred image of yourself as a doctor or giving it even a second thought. Well, I want you to mentally picture yourself in a long white coat doing what your heart is set to do. I'd like to share something with you all um, of something I experienced in college. I remember being in college and was feeling very overwhelmed with everything. I was spending so much time studying, doing research. I literally felt like I was drowning. I would think how easy it would be to just pick a different career than being a doctor because I knew I wasn't even close to being a doctor at that point in my life. I literally would sometimes convince myself that another career would be fine, and I, and I was starting to become complacent to an easier path. 
Then one day, I remember walking through a hallway and looking up to see a, a reflection of myself in a window. There I was, a third-year college student, and then that reflection, for the first time I saw a doctor. I was able to imagine myself in that reflection of myself in a, in a long white coat. I felt this deep, deep sense of happiness suddenly, and then realized how I would one day be able to help people and people from my community. I kept this mental image in my mind for the rest of my medical journey. I literally wrote about it in a journal, so I wouldn't forget the feelings I had when I saw that visualization. Until today, and as I was actually thinking about this episode, I got a sense of happiness when I thought about this visualization I had when I was in college. Dr. Marina, did you ever have or experience a visualization of yourself and, and, it kept, and, and, and a visualization that kept you motivated? First of all, Dr. Shoma, thank you for sharing that because that's a beautiful experience that you had. And I think that sometimes those experiences really come when we need them the most, when we're, we're at our like peak of self-doubt or we're, we're really feeling at our worst. Sometimes those beautiful experiences can come then right when we need them. And I had a very similar experience when I was an undergrad. I think I was a junior and I was getting ready to take the MCAT that summer. I knew that that was coming up and there was just so much anxiety. Like my GPA was nowhere near where I wanted it to be. I knew that I was going to have to take a year off between undergrad and medical school in order to raise my GPA and apply. And there was just, there was just all this self-doubt. I was having, <laughs> I was getting better at doing well in my classes, but I still wasn't getting straight A's. Like I still wasn't where I wanted to be. And I remember just, I was married at the time. So my husband was in the picture and he would see me frequently struggling with that self-doubt. And he was a support system during that time for me. It was this week where I just was having a ton of self-doubt and talking to him about it and crying too, because I'm a crier. <laughs> that's how I get my We are all my... criers. <laughs> yes, that's how I release my emotions. <laughs> and so he knew that I was really stressed about the future, really doubting my ability to reach my goal. And he had a dream <laughs> that he shared with me. He said, in this dream, I saw you and you were walking down a hallway and it looked like a clinic or a hospital. I'm not really sure what. And you were wearing a long white coat. And he says, he's like, I have deja vu experiences. And he's always had them since he was a kid. And he was like, this just felt very real. He's like, I think you are going to reach your goal. You need to stop doubting yourself and just keep going. You can do this. And even though I didn't see it myself, the fact that he had that dream and that beautiful image of me, just like you in a long white coat achieving that dream and being in a position to help people and to do the work that I felt I was motivated to do in my life, it was really helpful. And I actually grabbed onto that image for a long time. And it was something that really helped me to get through the next couple of stages, you know, taking the MCAT that summer and, mm -hmm. and taking the rest of my classes and graduating from college and everything. And having the courage to apply to medical school, because that itself can be a big process. But yeah, I love that. If you, if this doesn't come naturally to you or you haven't had one of these experiences, you can. You can choose to just visualize it yourself. You can generate it. You are imaginative. <laughs> like use that imagination to conjure up images of what you want to achieve. And the more you practice visualizing yourself in that place that you want to be, 
the mind is a powerful thing. The more you're going to increase your capacity to achieve it. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. That reminds me of that experience that I had. It's interesting because it happened your junior year in college, just like me. Uh-huh. That's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably our breaking points where we uh-huh. were really starting to feel like we were running out. So I mean, for all of you that are listening, just, you know, it's normal to feel this way, but really learning to, to, you know, learning and having that toolkit to really know what to do when you are feeling that way, but visualization works, or go somewhere, borrow a white coat, take a picture of yourself, even if you visualize that you put that picture up in your dorm or in your room or whatever it might be, it's still constantly look at it, it becomes real in your mind. Uh Uh-huh. So now that you have hopefully returned to that self-image of being a doctor, the next suggestion is thinking about a goal or goals that you would like to focus on. Perhaps last semester a quarter didn't go as well as you planned or a specific class didn't go as well, then maybe that could be a start. So set up yourself with an achievable goal and make it specific. For example, your goal is to get A's or B's for your following semester a quarter. So how are you going to make this happen? Break down how you plan to get good grades. So again, using our example, perhaps think about what happened last semester quarter that that may have contributed to getting the poor grades. Like, for example, were you late to class all the time? Were you procrastinating to get your work done? Were you studying only maybe an hour or two hours a day or maybe not even studying at all? Maybe you weren't asking for help when you felt stuck or maybe you were just being distracted with things outside of academics as well. So those are some things you want to think about when you're getting started about planning your goals. Now, how is your goal or your plan going to play part in your everyday life? So again, referring back to our example, so maybe this time around, you're going to get to class on time. You're going to create a schedule for each class so you can break up your assignments so you are not doing everything at the last minute. You're going to increase your study time, maybe three to four or five hours a day, depending on what classes you're taking. And you're going to ask for help, whether it's teacher, a professor, tutoring, a study group, a friend, whatever it might be. Then the next step would be, how are you going to check in that you are working towards your goal? Maybe at the end of the week on Fridays or Saturdays or even a Sunday, you can sit down to see how you're doing in meeting your goals. Do you need to adjust anything? And then perhaps maybe tell a friend or a family member what your goal is so that way you have a support system, very similar to what Dr. Marina shared with her husband. It sounded like he was her support system to kind of keep her motivated to keep on track. Another very important part of this is how you're going to reward yourself for keeping on track. Yes, I said it. You do deserve to reward yourself with something or doing something fun. Acknowledging your effort tends to help with self-esteem, and it creates this domino effect of continuing to want to do well. Dr. Marina, can you think of a time when you set a goal for yourself and how you went about doing it in order to stay motivated? I mean, I feel like with every big goal in my life, (laughs) I've had to, (laughs) you know, find a way of staying motivated. Uh, But one thing that comes to mind is about five years ago, I decided to run my first half marathon. And I had, I had run cross country and track in high school, but then I had gone to college and I had put on all this weight and running was no longer easy. It was actually really hard. And one day we lived in a place that was close to the beach. And one Sunday we were going to church and I saw that the half marathon in the city was taking place and all these runners, we had to 
cross the street in order to get to our car. And all these runners were going by that were part of the half marathon. And I looked at them and I saw that actually, I think my prejudice or my like stereotype about marathon runners is that they're all like super skinny and super fit and super fast. And so when I looked at this crowd of people running this half marathon and a marathon, and they were people of all shapes, all sizes, all ages, all speeds, some were really fast, some were slow, that motivated me. And I thought, you know what, even though I am not the fittest, smallest, fastest person, (laughs) I think I really want to do this. So I signed up for my first half marathon. And I was working full time at the time. So it wasn't like I had a ton of time. But I figured, okay, I can wake up early in the mornings and I can run for an hour, three days a week. So that's where I started. And I started just like with three miles. And then I ratcheted it up like one mile each week. And I think I trained for about three months. And on the weekends, I would do my long run. And then twice a week during the week, I would do shorter runs, like four or five miles. But, you know, every week it was impressive. And it was really gratifying to see like, oh, this week I ran nine miles for the first time, and then 10 miles for the first time, and then 11 up to 13. 13 miles is a half marathon. And so I was really proud of myself after I was able to accomplish that goal, because it took a lot of work, it took a lot of training, it took getting up early in the morning, and running does not come easily (laughs) to me, really gets me huffing and puffing. But I knew that it was really good cardiovascular exercise. And there was that benefit as well. But I did envision myself because I had seen that group of people running by. I was like, if they can do it, I can do it. Because again, there were people of all ages, all shapes, all sizes, all speeds. And I was like, if they can do it, I can do it. So I kept picturing that crowd of people that I had seen and kept telling myself, if they can do it, I can do it. And it's just one step at a time, one mile at a time, (laughs) one morning at a time. Because I couldn't think like when I first started training, I couldn't think I have to run 13 miles because it's like my body can't run 13 miles right now. (laughs) It's just a fact, right? So it's like, but every week, little by little, I'm going to increase my body's ability to run. So it's taking it one step at a time. And I always, that's something I have learned so much in my life is like when you're overwhelmed by something take a step back, look at the big picture, but then just look at the next step. Don't focus on the peak of the mountain that you have to climb. Focus on just the next step. And that's how I ran my first half marathon. It was one step at a time, one hour at a time, one week at a time. And then that was a really great experience. And I ended up actually, I think one or two years later running a marathon. That was 26 miles, a little more, a little harder for sure. I don't know that I want to do it again, (laughs) but at least I can say that I did it, right? That is so neat. Oh, wow. So yeah, if there's something you need to stay motivated about, it's to run a half marathon and even even more so a marathon. So that's so neat. Okay, so now let's say you are halfway through your semester or quarter. And this is usually where you're starting to feel like your juice is running now. I mean, you're just like, I am tired. You're in the middle of it. And this is where it's really hard to stay motivated. So here are some things you can try. One, continue to review your progress. We tend to forget how far we have come when we are in the middle of a long road. But it really does help the inner self to actually be able to see the progress you've done from the beginning compared to where you are now. Two, 
Practice positive self-talk. So for example, maybe saying things like, I can make it through the semester even if it is difficult. I can forgive myself for past mistakes. Attempting to do this took courage, and I'm proud of myself for trying regardless of the outcome. I have permission to change my mind or approach. I love myself for who I am. And you know what? Today was a tough day, but thankfully I can try again, and I know I am going to do my best. So those are some examples of what positive self-talk, because we tend to do more of the negative self-talk when things are going tough. So it's really training your brain to switch gears in that sense. Now, three is mindfulness. So mindfulness, again, being present at the moment with yourself and your surroundings without any judgment. We've actually dedicated an episode to this topic. So if you guys want to check it out and learn more about it, it's episode number 26. And I think you'll find it truly helpful. Four, have your positive support network. This is also very important. Your friends who tend to cheer you on and make you smile, you need them. Reach out to them. Your mentors also, that's what they're there for. Perhaps on-campus organizations that share the same vision can also help provide support because most of the time, the people that are part of their organization, they're going through the same things as you. And then also you can go to your church, your family, whoever it is that can give you that positive energy to just keep going. Those are the people you want to seek out. Then five is exercise. I know getting started to exercise is tough, but actually most of the time after you exercise, there's just this sense of relief and and stress relief. And it'll keep you motivated as well. And as uh, Dr. Marina and I have mentioned in other episodes, rest and getting good sleep really do help and affect our mental state. So this will also help you stay motivated. And then again, reward yourself for your accomplishments. Maybe you can make yourself a mid-quarter or mid-semester reward for yourself. That's different from your weekly rewards. It always helps when you're having a rough quarter of semester. It always helps to have something to look forward to because you're working towards something that's rewarding for yourself. Dr. Marina, which strategy works best for you when you are starting to run out of motivation and feel the need for a recharge? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And I really love the list of suggestions that you gave, especially the positive self-talk. I have been an expert at negative self-talk in my life. <laughs> in fact, that's the main reason I was depressed for like five to seven years of my life, severely depressed, because I was constantly, I was constantly saying negative things to myself. And so practicing saying positive things to yourself, I think is really powerful. And it's not going to come naturally to everyone. If you know, I could, um, turn the clock back to like when I was 23 years old in college. Actually, no, that was medical school. But when I I was at the peak of my depression, and really engaging in this negative self talk, if somebody had just told me, Oh, you just need to think positive. Like I would have wanted to strangle that person because it's like, I'm deeply depressed. And I can't control everything that's going on in my mind. And how dare you tell me to just think more positive. But I really want to empower you with this idea that even if you're in that state that I was in many years ago, and you just feel like you're in a pit of negativity in your life, and you can't get out of it, little by little, just practice, start consciously trying to override the networks or like the pathways in your brain that are used to the negative self-talk. 
and try to really slowly reverse them. That's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a week or even in a few months. But just practice. Give it a chance because it really is powerful. Your mind has so much power to influence your ability to do things and your outlook on life and your potential. But if you're stuck in that negative self-talk, you're really going to impair, you're really going to limit what you can achieve if you're constantly thinking negatively about a situation. So yeah, basically what I like to do is practice more of that positive self-talk. And another thing that really helps is to take a step back and look at my long-term goals. Like, why am I doing what I'm doing? So if you're in the middle of a hard class in high school or in college, or if you're in the middle of a really hard situation and whatever it is in your life, take a step back, look at the big picture, say like, why am I doing this? And when you reconnect to your purpose and your values in life, that can have a really powerful effect on helping you to get motivated again. So again, positive thinking really helps. Uh, Taking a step back and looking at my larger purpose really helps as well. Thanks for sharing that, especially for sharing your personal experiences in dealing with depression and how negative and positive self-talk really plays a role in. And, you know, it'll be a lifelong process to practice positive self-talk because I, like Dr. Marina, I, I was a great master at negative self-talk. Uh-huh. And, you know, sometimes, and even until today, I'm practicing it because, you know what, as a doctor, you still make mistakes, right? You know, as a mom, you make mistakes. As a wife, you make mistakes, whatever it is. Yep. But it's really learning to forgive yourself and say, you know what, and I give myself pep talks. <laughs> Uh when I'm feeling guilty or bad about something. And I was like, you know what, if, if, you know, it's okay, if this was my child, and they, they made a bad decision, I would tell them, it's okay, let's learn from it. I need to tell myself that. And I I totally go through this like self dialogue. (laughs) Uh Yeah, me too. (laughs) It's a work in progress. We are all works in progress. Now, let's say you were doing well, staying on track with your goals. And then life happens because it will you all of a sudden miss something or you didn't perform well on a quiz or exam or go from in-class learning to virtual or many of the other things that are happening right now with COVID. This is when it becomes especially hard to stay motivated and you tend to become mentally and or spiritually deflated. Let's talk about some tips in this situation. One, as we've already mentioned, forgive yourself and have self-compassion. Give yourself a hug if you need to. Two, take a break. Or start over if you need to. Sometimes I have to just press that button that says reset, reboot, let's start over again. And sometimes we need a day of just not doing anything to get ourselves back together again. And this is okay. And don't feel guilty about it. Because I think most students who want to be doctors were overachievers. So if we're not doing anything, we tend to feel guilty. Like, oh my God, I'm wasting time. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Really just stop. Put the brakes on. And just do nothing. It's okay to give yourself that day to get yourself back together again. Three, after giving yourself some compassion and some self-love, reflect on your goals and think about, is it the circumstance that influenced the outcome? Because if it is, it's really out of your control. And if there's no need to internalize it, for example, like COVID, if you go from in-person to virtual, it's really out of our control. It's just the situation nothing you did. It's not your fault. 
So it really doesn't help to internalize any negative feelings there about yourself. Two, was the goal realistic and doable in a realistic time frame? Does the approach need to be changed maybe? Because, you know, you can change things along the way. Please give yourself permission to do that. Does the goal need to be broken down even further? Remember, goals are usually evolving and learning to be flexible and adapting will come a long way for yourself mentally, spiritually, and, and, and everything. And then also think about getting motivated by others. So again, if you're starting to feel deflated, your motivation's going down, listen to our podcast, browse through our episodes, and then pick the one that you feel like you need to hear. This is why we're doing this because we have, Dr. Marina and I have both been there. Talk to your friends, read inspirational books, listen to motivational speakers, talk to your mentors, or if you're religious, go ahead and go to church, go talk to someone. And then remember what we talked about initially, maybe it's time for you to go back to your visualization and letting that sink in again. And lastly, if you need help, ask for it. Sometimes it may be deeper what you're feeling and you actually need to to get some professional help and see a therapist if you're struggling with depression or anxiety. Don't be embarrassed to get help if you need it. Trust me, it'll help you bounce back to be the amazing person that you are. Anything else? Any thoughts, Dr. Marina? Uh, Yeah, I agree with everything you've suggested. These are great ideas. Don't feel like you need to do them all. Just, you know, find the one that resonates with you and go with that. But yeah, I mean, motivation is a big topic. It's been tough during these last two years with COVID, like you mentioned. There have been so many changes. (laughs) Dr. Zulma and I have had to adjust our whole hospitals and clinics have had to adjust. Students all over the world have had to adjust. Parents who work and now work from home have had to adjust. Children in schools have had to adjust. Like This has been difficult. And give yourself that self-compassion that like this is a difficult situation. We have all had to adapt. We have not all adapted perfectly. Mm -hmm. And that's to be expected because anytime you're adapting to a new situation, that you've never been in before, of course, you're not going to do it perfectly. And that's okay. Yeah, don't worry about it in the long term. Mm-hmm. Just keep going, keep taking one step at a time. You know, it's that mountain ahead of you of becoming a doctor, you see that peak, you see yourself in that long white coat at the top. Don't lose sight of that goal. Keep that visualization in mind, like we've talked about. But also do not get overwhelmed by the height of the mountain right? You don't have to climb the mountain today or this year, right? You just have to take the next step, right? And I think for me, when it comes to staying motivated, that helps so much. Because if I'm just looking at the top of the mountain thinking, oh my God, I have to get all the way up there. I just want to give up because I feel overwhelmed by the sheer magnitude of it. But if I just look at the next step in front of me, if I look down, okay, remember my visualization, remember my goal, but then take look down, not literally, but figuratively look down (laughs) and just look at what is the next step? What is the homework assignment I need to do today? What is the to-do list item that I need to do today? One step at a time. That's how how anybody climbs a mountain, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Is one step at a time. Great tips. 
We hope this episode has really reached out to someone who may have needed to hear it. You are not alone when times get tough. Going through high school and college is not easy, and your motivation will constantly be challenged. Really take these tips into consideration, and you will find your resiliency grow. Thank you for listening today. Don't forget to reach out and comment on Facebook, Instagram, and or TikTok. We would love to hear your feedback. Peace and love, everyone. Until next time. Bye.